Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM. This is Charger Rundown. I'm Martin Peterson. And I'm Reagan Genschieski bringing you all things Hillsdale Charger sports. So we finally got some at-home sports. We had a basketball game at Don Tibbetts Pot Arena, two of them. Uh, the Lady Chargers lost to Malone, but the men team beat Trevecca Nazarene. It was led by 28 points from Austin Yarin we have in studio right now. Austin, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. Uh, boy, 28 points. Uh, did you wake up that morning and just feel like, I'm going to have a day today? Or what? Like, did you know early on that you were going to have a good game? Like, What was the thought process going into Saturday? No, not really. Um, you know, that first shot kind of just is the biggest thing you're worried about when you first start the season. But, um, you know, my teammates kind of put me in good positions throughout the whole entire game. Like, Connor Hill is one of the best passers and probably the, the country, alone our conference. So, you know, he just feeds me in the right spots and allows me to score. So, It's crazy you guys finally got to play a basketball game. It seems like we had been bounced around for so long waiting for you guys to get on the court, and finally you guys did. Through all the COVID stuff, you finally got a game. How relentless was your team uh, in battling? You know, half the time you guys didn't even have everyone, you know, being able to practice. How were you guys able to stay focused this whole time up until this first game? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, we haven't played since March 3rd. So, um, and we got, got left with a foul taste in our mouth, kind of getting smacked around by Kentucky Wesleyan. So we were all kind of like pretty amped and pumped just to get a game like going. So, yeah. And Austin, I'm just going to switch gears a little bit. Um, if you've been listening to the show, you should know for our listeners that winter athletes do get an extra year so i'm going to pose you this question austin are you going to be taking your extra year of eligibility yes yes i am uh coach tharp was pretty happy about that too when i told him so yeah and the announcers during i was listening to the game and and i just think every team in the gmac has to be so devastated that you're taking an extra year because the announcers were just constantly praising you just saying you're a tough guy in the court um do you think the other teams know that you're taking an extra year, you know? Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm buddies with some guys on other teams, like uh, Tommy Schmock, the point guard from Finley. Like, so I've been talking to him and, like, Devin Stover from Finley. I went to high school with him. So we kind of just uh, been talking. They, they've all said that they're going to take the year probably too, so. And was it like, you know, that's kind of nice. You guys get to talk, like, just, like, what's going into your decision. And um, I think what this is interesting as well, I know this about you, but I want everyone, you to share this. What are you going to do once you graduate college? Uh, I'm going to try to play pro basketball overseas. That's my main goal. I mean, obviously it would be nice to play in the NBA, but it's it's hard to do that. So, I don't know. I'm going to take that route to overseas probably. You're listening to Charger Rundown on Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM talking to Ford Austin Yarian. And Austin, going back to you know, your guys' first game, obviously you had a great game. Davis Larson. Uh, his first game back since tearing his ACL, you know, months ago when you guys had played Trevecca at their place. How was it to see Davis back on the floor, and how important was that for your guys' team? Yeah, it's a huge relief having a first team All G Mac, his junior or sophomore year, and then having a second team, even though he got hurt. You know, that's just huge having that back on the court. And Dave is an unbelievable leader. And he just provide, provides so many different aspects to the game, like his IQ to the game, his uh, pa passing ability, his shooting ability. So, Talk about Connor Hill, too. You mentioned him earlier, one of the best passers uh, in Division Two. You know, I thought he played very well on Saturday, really orchestrates your guys' offense. And it must be really nice just playing with a guy like Connor who can 
you know, get you guys a bucket when you need one. Yeah, he's he's not the he's not the flashiest player in the world, but he keeps us going. He's always he keeps everybody level headed. If someone's getting upset with the refs, he always pulls them aside, talks to them. He he also did that to me this past <laughs> the game, but. Well, because you were upset about something. Yeah, a call, but you know well, that that's how it goes. So. Uh, the other thing that a lot of people didn't really realize till probably they watched the game on Saturday, what lineup you guys were going to roll out. Mm-hmm. You guys went big. Yep. Uh, Tavon played the three. You obviously at the four, and Pat Cartier at the five. What lineup? What what advantages does that lineup give you guys as a team? And obviously, it was very effective, especially defensively against Trebeka. Yeah, I mean, we might be the only Division two team in the country with. Three six eight guys starting and the six five guy at the two, so it's just we just pose so many mismatch opportunities. We can have me, Tavon, Pat, Dave all posting up at different times, so we can spread the floor and everyone can have different opportunities with different mismatches to go to work in the paint. And then when we sub, those guys that are their starters are going to be already tired out from guarding these. Uh, like Tavon playing the three, he's going to be posting up the three, and then we're going to have BJ coming in, Jack Golke, sorry. And he's going to be coming in off screens and stuff, and it's going to be a rough night for him. Uh, talking about Jack Golke, obviously a lethal three-point shooter, but you guys as a team uh, are, were just on fire from downtown. 21 three-pointers. You guys were three away from breaking a 1992 record of 23 made field goals, three-pointers in a game. And is three-point shooting something that you guys all think that you guys can be really good at this season, especially after game one? Yeah, we emphasize it a lot. We um, shoot at, at the end of practice. We always get at least 10, 15 minutes of shooting in. So this, and especially to see guys like um, Peter and Noah Applegate to kind of step up and also hit the shots was like really like a good team moving forward for the team. So you had, you had six of those 21. Obviously, that was helping you lead to your 28 points for the game. Was three-point shooting something that you worked on a lot during quarantine and, and you know, coming into the season? Yeah, uh, a little bit. I had um, one of my buddies from back home. His dad is an athletic director at a high school, so I had the ability to get into a gym this summer and shoot on a gun a little bit. So I just was shoot, working on shots with my buddies at home. So, Austin, with the game on the line, you ha- I, well, let's just say you're down by two. They want you – Coach Tharp says, we're going to Austin to take the shot – where is your go-to spot to take that shot from? Um, maybe a stagger flare on the, the left wing. Stagger flare on the left so wing. So it's a three. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say I have no idea what that is. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I did play basketball in high school, but I, I, I was a post player just like you, um, but I wasn't a three-point shooter. Um, Austin, in these uh, games, we, there were no fans. And we talked, we speculated what it was going to be like. I said it might be a little bit like an AAU game. You have to feed off the energy of each other. You guys have an electric bench. What was it like playing with no fans? Yeah, I think uh, at first, like warming up and stuff, you kind of just are looking around. And you're not seeing the typical people you see that like on a day-to-day basis without COVID. So I, that was a little bit of a bummer, just seeing like all that support you normally have. But then when the, when the ball gets tipped, you're not really f- focused on that. You're focused on guarding your man and doing the right things on offense. I feel like you guys get pretty excited for each other, too. And, you know, I know Coach Starp emphasizes the bench always being loud and, and getting after you guys. And that's really got to make it easier, too, right? Yeah. And, yeah. With that, it's, all, it's always nice to be able to have, like, a big win like that. So, like, everyone gets to play because they some of those guys don't get the opportunities I get to to play so it's it's always fun to have them go in and me be able to cheer them on as well another thing from the game on saturday you guys had to defend uh newton who was a seven foot two monster down low you got matched up on him a couple of times what was that experience like playing a guy that's that large and what 
what kind of mindset do you have to have against somebody that big? Yeah, uh, you kind of just know you're not going to be able to move them on defense. You're just going to have to try to keep, like fight them early, like make his touches harder and farther away from the basket because if you got him out of the, the paint, his, his like efficiency was just way less. So I don't know. You just kind of have to almost just just fight with them early and keep yeah, them. keep nudging them. Yeah. Offensively for you, something I really like about your game is every time you catch it in the post, you're always looking opposite right away. You're seeing where the defense is. Is, is passing the ball just something that you've always been accustomed to and something that you've loved doing? Yeah, I think I um, got my passing ability from working basketball camps over the summer because I just passed it, these little kids all day, every day over the summer. So. <laughs> I hope you weren't passing it too hard at that. Oh, no, no, no. Your, your teammates, when we did have them on and just in talking to them, they talk about what an amazing passer you are. Um, who do you look to to feed the ball to, I guess, the most? Um, I'd say in the post, I always look for Pat and Tavon. And I would say for like a three-point shot, it's normally Connor, – Connor Hill is someone that feeds me the ball a lot in the post. So it's normally like our two guards, so like Davis Larson or maybe like Cole Now like because those guys are the ones I'm playing with most of the time but yeah like guys like Jack Golke anybody I've I've faith in everybody to knock down the shot so whoever's who's ever whoever's is open yeah talking to Austin Yarian here on Charger Rundown Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM Cole now Kyle Gessler obviously two guys two guards off the bench especially with you guys going big that I think are gonna get some huge roles both can defend both can shoot the three-pointer how valuable is it to have those two guys coming off the bench for you Oh yeah, it's it's unbelievable, especially with uh, starting with a big lineup to be able to um, sub early and have those type of shooters to come in and space the floor, especially when we have guys posting up. So it's just it's just like causes threats all around for everybody. Yeah. And Trebeka, they only had nine people who dressed. You guys had fifteen, I think we said, and everyone got in. How do you think that gave you guys the advantage in the game? Yeah, obviously we uh, we like running the floor. Uh, that was one of Coach Tharp's big emphasis was to run the big guy and get him tired. So just having guys to be able to sub in and out like that, and then only having such they only had a couple guys that were the couple bigs with them. So it was kind of hard to, for him to stay like in shape, I guess. There's all, sorry. There's something I wanted to say was we talked so much about this big guy, and on Saturday night you and I were talking, and you were like, you know, it's going to be tough. You know, we're going against this big guy. We're talking about how some girls on the girls team had big games. And I just think it was awesome how you had a big game after we were talking about how it was going to be tough. Um, but my question was, oh, what did you think, you know, your team did well during this game that you're hoping to see them take into this game you have on Thursday against uh, ODO? Yeah, I think uh, just running running our motion with good pace and time timing, That's I think that's the biggest thing with our team is just being all on the same page and like flowing as one because – I mean, motion at times it can get ugly. Like it's five moving pieces, so just to have like a solidified five guys on the floor being able to move around like that, it's it's hard to beat when we're doing that. Well, the Coach Tharp uh, motion offense obviously has been a staple of this team, and for you, what is it like to have Coach Tharp, you know, at the helm for your guys' squad? Obviously, when I was talking to him this week, he was very intense. He said, "We're getting ready for war." Uh, and you know when he finally got there on Saturday, he told me that you know he was a little more calm this morning and said was thankful for the opportunity. You know, Coach Starb just a, just a great person and obviously an amazing coach. You know, what has it been like playing for him? Yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd move mountains for him if I could. Oh. He's he's one of the best coaches I've ever had. He's he motivates everybody from top to bottom. He always makes you feel a part of the team. He makes like our one we have a mentality on our team, one fist and. 
I, it's that's how it is. It's just one one family, one fist. So yeah. How did you find Hillsdale? I, I mean, and Coach Tharp obviously was probably a big part in you choosing Hillsdale. But how did you find Hillsdale and make the decision to come to Hillsdale? Yeah. So um, it was actually I was in a AU tournament in I want to say it was I want to say it was Pittsburgh, and to great ass- city. I don't know about that one, but <laughs> continue. Uh, two assistant coaches. Uh, he, uh, coach Alex Huseman and Coach Brandon Pritzel, they're both not here anymore, but uh, they came to watch me play, and it was a no-contact period at the time, so they kind of just, like, walked by me, like, we'll be in touch. It was kind of, <laughs> like, a little eerie. I was like, I don't know who these guys are, but I got a call from them later, and then Coach Tharp called me a little bit after that, and I just kind of fell in love with the program in Hillsdale, so, yeah. And you got to play basketball, obviously, in Cleveland, uh, the big city. What was it like, you know, going to Ignatius and – to play those big schools and maybe who are some of the top players that you've played against in high school uh that helped prepare you for college yeah um so my high school was uh it's an all it's an all boys catholic school and we're an independent league so we get to schedule whoever we want so we got to schedule a lot of good teams to help us prepare for like um when when march came around for the tournament time so like i played a guy against guys named like seth towns he went to harvard and he was a freshman of the year and then he transferred to ohio state uh, kyle young plays ohio state um, Derek Culver, he plays at West Virginia right now. So, like, and I played against Tommy Schmock, obviously. He went to my rival school, so those were always fun. We had four years of going at it like that, but yeah. And, and you don't get to play them against Finley, which you guys got two of them from them last year. Yep. Did you let him know about that? Oh, yeah. I, I, I sent him a little text. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I think Reagan's always got a question about um, Smack Talk, right, Reagan? Yeah, we, t- we were starting to talk about this a little bit before. Um, Austin, do you trash talk during a basketball game? And we'll get into why it's harder, obviously, now. But Yeah, well, um, I think it helps me play a little bit better when I'm kind of going at the guy that's guarding me. So I, I, I would say something every once in a while, but it's, it's not too crazy. But Like what? Hmm, I don't know. I don't know. It's nothing kinda, you can repeat? No, it's, it's, it's nothing that bad, but it's, not, it's just something that, like, it just comes out, like, when you're playing. It's not, like, something you don't you have, like, about. a script or anything. No, you know, no. It's just, like. Like you make a shot, you go, oh, you better guard me or something, yeah. you know. Like put a hand up. I think, that, like, I think yeah. that's something that's cool. Like you got to make it, you got to make it somewhat personal, right? Exactly. I right. mean, just just so you know, it's a, a game within a game, right? Yeah. And you know, obviously, if you can be mentally stronger than your opponent, that helps. Right. And I think I think that's 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 a smart way. As long as it's clean. Um, obviously, there was a technical <laughs> on Saturday. Tavon ended up getting one. Um, he said something. He said a noise that you probably can't say during a game. Is that something that Coach Starp talked to you guys about? About you know how quiet these gyms are going to be. You guys are going to have to watch your watch your mouths. Yeah, it, it was funny because um, I think the day or on Friday during practice, I slipped up and said said something I shouldn't have said, and Tharp kind of stopped practice and was like, "There's not going to be any fans there tomorrow. Like we need to watch what we're saying, like this and that." And you know, me and Tavon are really good friends, so it was just funny that I was the one in practice that did it, and he ended up doing it in the game. So. <laughs> Um, Austin, we're going to talk a little bit more about your game coming up on Thursday against ODU. You scored, you guys split with them. You had two big games. You scored 15 points and 18 points. What's kind of your mindset going into this game against ODU? Yeah, um, they kind of, uh, their head coach a couple years ago was Coach Tharp's assistant coach. So, but he's not there anymore, but they still have the same um, principles as that. So it's kind of, it's kind of like we're going up against our uh, quote unquote white squad. You know what I mean? So. Mm-hmm. It's just uh, we need to just be sharp with our motion. Um, 
when sets get called, we need to execute them and get the ball to where we need and just expose mismatches with our big lineups. So. And the game against Lake Erie got postponed. Yes. Um, are you guys expected to pick up another game that you might hit on the road? Um, I don't know how official it is, but Coach Tharp said he was talking about trying to schedule a D1 game for Saturday. I'm not sure. So how. we're breaking it first, Marty. I, I've heard some some rumblings and some rumors, yeah. which would be cool. We were trying to get um, co- where Coach Pritzel went, uh, Wisconsin Green Bay. We were, oh, that'd be yeah, sweet. we were talking about trying to get that game. So that would be that would have been cool. Yeah. Uh, obviously, this is just so crazy with all the scheduling and stuff. And I think eventually you guys will get all the games made up, especially in league. A year ago, you guys were regular season champions. Obviously, that's a goal for you guys this year. Was it the game on Saturday? Was it good to win by that much, especially after seeing Trevecca only lose to Finley by seven? You guys end up winning by forty. I mean, do you guys want to put your name, your your guys' name out on notice and say, "Hey, we're here." I mean, we're big and we're ready to roll. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I feel um, that. I know we got four first place votes for. Um, Which was the most, by the way. Yeah, but we were still finished third. Yeah, finished third. So I thought that was kind of <laughs> a little bit disrespectful, especially because yeah. we were co-champs and we beat Finley twice last year. And I think another point of emphasis is that um, Finley only beat them by five, ten points. And for us to go out there and beat them by 40, I think that's just a statement to the whole entire GMAC that we're not going to be a team to be messed around with. You guys also have like ten different people that shot a three and made one. Yeah. You know, I just think that you guys, you know, weapons-wise, you guys are so deep that maybe that's an advantage that you guys can take throughout the regular season because I think you guys, you guys got, you know, guys on the bench that you can go to in different situations especially if you know i understand like you guys probably aren't going to make 20 21 threes every game right? right defensively though i mean that defense defense is something that you guys can take with you every single game how important do you guys emphasize defense as a program yeah uh we emphasize it a lot um coach tharp always loves saying uh we'll we'll, we'll uh defend on the ice this just defend on anything so that's his number one priority is defense we uh we uh, have um, statistics, and it's called OER and DER, Offensive Efficiency Rating and Defensive Efficiency Rating. So we always try to look at those numbers and see where we can get better at and see like, if we let them shoot too many threes and make too many threes, then we know next game we're like, okay, we got to limit those and try to just work on that. Yeah. yeah. I know you're always fired up about the Finley game, and that was like a huge one last year that I remember I was watching on my phone with my parents. We were super into it. But what game – are you looking forward to the most if it is Finley? Well, just whatever game it is, please tell me why. Um, I would say probably either Walsh or Kentucky Wesleyan. You know, we haven't we haven't uh, we don't have the best record against uh, Walsh right now, and we I don't I I, I hate losing. So just the fact that we've kind of lost a couple games to them, a couple close ones too, and Kentucky Wesleyan obviously they beat us in the the, the tournament last year first round so. And it, it's a little bit of revenge there with K-Dub. It's just – and what do you think your mindset's going to be going into both of those games? Yeah, I, I don't think we can go into the games with the mindset of like it being revenge. I think just rather we need to go in with a clear mindset and just focus on us, not worried about how they're playing or anything like that, or past games, just focus on the future and present, yeah. Talking to Austin Yarian here on Radio Free Hillsdale, 101.7 FM on Charger Rundown. And Austin, before we let you go, this has been debated between your teammates um, basically on every show that we've done. LeBron James, <laughs> Michael Jordan, who and why is your GOAT? 
LeBron because he brought a championship to to so your home yep. city. Yep. Cleveland, this is for you, right? Yes, yes. I mean, obviously, you being a Cleveland sports fan, I'm a Detroit sports fan, so I understand what it's like to never win. Obviously, you guys got that ring in, in 2016, but he has done a lot for that city, hasn't yes, he? Yes, 100%. And, yeah. and as a basketball player, too, I mean, what about his game do you just absolutely love? I just love his basketball IQ. He just is so versatile. He can score from multiple different ways. He's, he's a student of the game. He learns i've seen youtube videos of him learning from hakeem Olajuwon all the way down to point guards that were like or yeah so uh and so is that would he be the guy that you said you've kind of grown up watching the guy you idolized gro- growing up or was there another player maybe that you were like i kind of want to be like him when i grow up kind of as a kid um not i wouldn't say i really like wanted to be like anybody but like i i watched lebron a lot um one of my favorite players when i was younger was dirk so yeah, this guy's like Dirk's that. Yeah, yeah. Reagan, you got anything or what? No, I just thought you were going to ask about. I I always expect you to come and jab at the Steelers by the end of the episode, but I was off today. I I thought I knew. Well, I don't know if you you're, going. you're not a big NFL guy though, are you? I, no. I only watch the Browns. I only watch the Browns, Browns. Got Ooh. another big win. Yeah, nine and three. Nine, nine and three. three. I, are the Browns going to beat the Steelers? No. Uh, and it, see if the Browns – oh, wait, they won. I was going to say now, so the Steelers need to win. The Steelers can clinch the AFC North this week. With Obviously, a bunch of different things have to happen. But one of was the Browns have to lose. But they won. But they Beat won. the Titans. Austin, we want to thank you so much for joining us here. Yes. And uh, best of luck to you the rest of the season. And uh, go get them this week. ODU, a big game. And uh, congratulations again on a great game on Saturday. Thank you. Thanks for having me. And thank you for listening to Charger Rundown on Radio Free Hillsdale. 101.7 FM.